हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम टू अवंतिका डिजाइनरिंग सीरीज और एडीएस एस वी लाइक टू कॉल इट एवरी वीक ऑन वेडनेसडे वी फीचर डिजाइन एंड टेक्नोलॉजी लीडर्स हु शेयर दर प्रोफेशनल जर्नी दर थॉट्स ऑन दर डोमेन ऑफ वर्क एंड डिजाइनरिंग वेर द वर्ल्ड ऑफ डिजाइन एंड इंजीनियरिंग मीट मेक श्योर यू फॉलोअर्स ऑन सोशल मीडिया इंस्टाग्राम लिंकड इन फेसबुक एंड ट्विटर एंड विद दैट लेट्स कंटिन्यू विद योर शो Every designer aims to create unique and robust solutions that can imbibe a lasting impression on the users. But design can also amplify business value beyond product and user experience. A good design strategy that is productively balanced between reliability and validity can help brands stay true to their brand promise and integrate more customers to amplify the business value. So how can designers create a good design strategy keeping the concept of fail safe and safe fail in mind to know more about this theme in this episode we interact with Anirudh Natu director of user experience design and studio leader India at Globant with over two decades of experience in digital transformation projects product development and business strategy he holds expertise in interaction design user experience design user centered design and much more and that's why on our journey of discovering designering we talk to him about safe fail and fail safe and hey do not log out towards the end of the episode from this month we launching a new segment where we feature a design startup studio and this entire month towards the end of each show We will speak with Samya Deep Day, founder of Tricycle Brand Solution, where he will take us through his organization and the value that they add to their customers. Stay tuned. Hello, Anirudh. Welcome to Avantika Designering Podcast Series. It's an honor and pleasure to host you on our show today. Hi, hi, Rohit. I think it's a pleasure from my side as well. I think uh, I've been seeing, reading about your podcast. Uh, on several forums so it's a pleasure to be a part of this as well thank you so as an icebreaker question anirudh the evolution of design is about the plurality of the future that there isn't just one there are several options available to us and the choices we now make take us to the future in an age of design sprints and ever faster design circles the question that i have for you there is why and how do we as designers understand the long term implication of our design choices i think it's a good question to answer so if we typically look at uh, the digital transformation projects that are happening so i think it's it's a long journey it's a fairly complex uh, journey that happens these days uh, the project natures could be of small or longer duration of uh, in nature and it actually matters a lot in terms of the decisions that we take at any point of time uh, on that project so these are time box decisions and the client is always very eager to see something getting realized very fast they want uh, quick dirty releases of their uh, products uh, as a part of the journey 
but i think as designers we need to keep something in mind which is a long term picture what are we really trying to solve uh, for this particular engagement so a 30000 feet overview as we always say for this engagement is very important and that's why whatever small choices we're making have very deep and long impact uh, in terms of the design choices that we're doing at the end of the day all these uh, are going to converge into a seamless experience and that is something that we always will have to keep in mind uh, as designers so i think a short answer for you is that this is what we definitely have to keep in mind and any small thing that we do you know say even for example that when you're setting up a baseline for say a web uh, browser based engagement uh, even a small detail like the pixel sizes that we do for a website you know has a very very deep impact because everything depends on that in terms of a digital transformation journey that you've done for a client so i think these are small uh, but very very meaningful impact that happen for our clients absolutely spot on i would say uh, small things as i say matter much and uh, the the god lies in detailing and while while we talk about uh, uh, you know uh, the ice breaker let's let's move on to your journey for almost two and a half decades of experience in digital transformation programs interaction design product creation and business strategy i mean over you know you've developed over the years of experience working in startups SMEs and multinational corporations. We would love to hear about your professional journey. How how did it uh, all work out? Was it as seamless as it looks like um, on a LinkedIn profile, or uh, were there a lot of turbulences? So I think uh, it's it's journey has been very interesting. I would say you know it's all about the choices that do at any point of time in life. and it it has a very deep impact in terms of uh, whatever you happens to you in life so i think if i look at uh, at the hindsight for me i think it's been a very wonderful journey life has been great uh, full of opportunities full of challenges and it's it's always a uphill task you know doing something that you've sort of started and taking it to a completion so uh, if i look at say almost 25 years back when i was out of an id i had to get out of uh, uh, the design and went back to my family business i think learning was completely different uh, then you know we were in a 56 kbps uh, era where that was the only thing available day before yesterday i was speaking with my son and i told him that do you know that exist there existed something which was called a telex and that was a stupid looking huge black box which existed into our office where every month end we used to get something which was a telex and that was a precise a very precious order that we used to get from our oe suppliers so, so we were oe suppliers to say bajaj auto and companies like them and they used to send one single liner saying that this is the quantity of the product that we would want and that machine used to sit there for that particular purpose doing nothing else but giving one single line of order for us so that was the kind of journey where i started it was a traditional typical Uh, manufacturing setup dealing with people dealing with business folks and that is where a lot uh, learned a lot about costing pricing you know and something which a designer as a designer you never have to deal with you know and that taught me or gave me a complete exposure in terms of how multinational companies really work in this competitive space so that was the first uh, few years in my life uh, from there i went back so it was a entrepreneur challenge 
and the importance of marketing the importance of reaching out to people staying connected is something that uh, came along with the side of doing business so it was quite a challenging and tough uh, scenario where you're dealing with workers on a day to day basis on the other side you're working with uh, say entrepreneurs you're working with a, a larger ecosystem of vendors and you know trying to make all the ends meet you're working on finance you're working on costing and it's it's very very environment uh, competitive environment to think of it then came a phase in my life where i said that well entrepreneurship is good enough let me now venture into something else so i moved back to the education space it was it was felt to be really interesting and that is when my design education again came back into the picture so i uh, started setting up the professional setup for uh, a design school in pune uh, that is where i uh, started looking at the nitpicks of what i had picked up at nid what uh, design education really has to really pick up and you know put the baseline values for design students so it was setting up the entire ecosystem and it was a very interesting journey you know so you're looking at multiple departments you're looking at uh, the basic infra structure setup setting benchmark for students connecting with the industries uh, trying to recreate alliances with them and then you know see to it that the students are there with the expectations of the industry you know and so that that was maybe the second phase in my life and then came the third phase is what i would say is as you said startups and it was absolutely a wonderful experience to get uh, into it so i think mid the in, in the early 2011 or around that startup was just a sort of a buzzword and i i always was uh, very interested and keen to work into the industry so i had i i felt that i had enough of education and let me now go back to the industry is where i joined a startup and it was a wonderful company to look at it you know we were almost 40 uh, people as as a part of the system so we had uh, folks who came from design design research we had uh, technical uh, skill sets with us we had a lot of deep uh, analytics abilities and then also something where we could completely turn out that into a full fledged product so it was a beautiful ecosystem uh, as a part of the startup and that's where i enjoyed a lot of uh, physical products that we worked with we worked with a lot of fmg cg companies and did some wonderful work at that uh, then came a turning point in this whole thing where uh, we wanted to scale up and that's why we got acquired by a company and then uh, all of us went into a different league of getting into larger corporations let getting into a larger Uh, organization and seeing what are the systems and processes and complexities of that and that is where the actual journey of dealing with multiple uh, different stakeholders really started for me uh, at one juncture of point then came a point where we were not getting adequate business for product design and that's where we actually switched the entire team from product design to interaction design so i always kept writing for some time that maybe my journey which was 3d suddenly became a 2d journey and i was completely flattened uh, to pixel perfect details and i started looking at interaction design and uh, over the years i've started looking at teams i've, I've started working with uh, design researchers i've worked with uh, very closely with uh, interaction design visual designers technical writers uh, so, and a whole lot of bunch of people and uh, working with them as a cohesive unit is really exciting and very very interesting so that's what i've been doing these days i lead a team 
we are uh, completely spread across team across the globe and virtually i say that uh, we almost designed for 24 hours as a part of uh, the company that i currently work with so it's been really interesting so far wow that's exciting i think the very few individuals who get this opportunity uh, to be an entrepreneur to work with corporates to be in academics i think that's that's quite an exciting journey is there anything left <laughs> Not really. I don't think so. so I, I don't think I'll I'll ever go back to entrepreneur journey for sure. I'm quite happy with the corporate thing that is happening. So I think I'm content with what is happening to me so far. Interesting. So while you were talking about this, Anirudh, as a designer, empathizing with users enhances the products you create because you experience the product as your user does. The better you are at anticipating a user's desires and needs, the more comfortable the user will feel with your design and the more likely they will be to engage with your product in the long term. One of the key challenges is how designers can positively accelerate consumer acceptance and build momentum in shifting human behavior. What's your view on this? So I think as a designer, we always have been designing for uh, end customer uh, and a client, and it's always it's for somebody that we're designing for. You know, and it has to be a meaningful product. It has to be a meaningful system. It has to be something which is going to solve a problem. It is going to make somebody's life very very simple and easy. You know, be it uh, designing a simple product like a candy jar container, which is for small kids really get excited to look at that and then eventually land up buying that product or be it an elderly who is you know fumbling with uh, just opening the basic mobile phone you know these are two extreme spectrums uh, as we would look at from the design point of view so looking at what and who are we really designing for becomes extremely important be it any small engagement or be it the large digital transformation projects be it uh, designing for illiterate women when it comes to you know simple tasks like form filling or you know even recording the meetings and or you know making certain things uh, as a part of the whole ecosystem so i think it's very important aspect to understand the consumers very very well because at the end of the day uh, it's a first impression that's going to matter to the users you know and as designers we really have very less time to make that lasting impression in the minds of the users so it has to be very, very simple, uh, though it, the underlying infra, the underlying technology may be really complex. But when it comes to something that is going to land in the hands of the users, they should not feel intimidated with it. They should really feel that, yes, this is something that I would want to own. And this is something that I want to uh, really use. And this is meant for me. You know, so that me uh, aspect is very, very important. And that is where we as designers really have to step back and put ourselves into those shoes of the customers. And really, uh, that is important for us. You know? So I would say that design right, uh, test it quite early, and tweak it uh, fast if it's needed. You know, That's really very, very important because at the end of the day, you may feel that you're doing something. But if it's not right, I think it's better to go two steps back uh, and then tweak it and make the best product available for the end users. So it's better to fail early rather than failing uh, miserably at the later part of the life. Hey, did you know Globin's Digital Disruptor Award 
seeks to reward individuals who stand out and go above and beyond to ensure their organizations remain at the forefront of the digital revolution. Wow, I, I, I really love the way you summarized it in a few quick words in terms of how, how does that entire chain uh, work like. And while we digress to the world of design, coming back to your journey, you and your team at Globant assist companies in reinventing themselves to forge a path forward and realize their full potential. Where scale meets innovation, design and engineering, I think a great blend. However, you must treat them with caution and strategy at the same time. The question that I have for you, Anirudh, is how do designers use these integrations to acquire customers and what factors contribute to good integration? So, as you said, uh, at Globant, we really have a very, very agile way of working. Um, Globant, if you look at it, has always been a startup mindset company. You know, it started early in the 2003 uh, as a startup and it's ever since then evolving as a startup. So if you look at our DNA, it's it's a DNA of a startup and we are a fairly large startup in that sense. So the second USP for us is one is we have the startup mindset. The second is that we work in something that we call as a pod structure and it's a very, very agile way of working. So there are multiple skill set people who get, a, get into a part of a team and that's the smallest nucleus for any team to get formed and that's where a lot of collaborative uh, work happens that is where a designer gets embedded into a part of the team and that's sort of the secret sauce for success onto most of projects that we've been doing so far you know so the project will only be successful if things are delivered in the agile way is something that we have realized and we have almost two to three thousand pods globally you know and that is where the success for us lies so it's the smallest nucleus, as I said, or the smallest integer in the company, which has complete autonomy to really do something which is meaningful for our customers. And they have the full privilege to take decisions for our customers. And on behalf of the customer, they will take the right decisions and you know tweak the product or tweak the systems as it is needed. And that is something which is a very, very innovative thing that is happening. And that is a critical business requirement. And that is where a lot of gap between what was told to what is exactly needed really can be bridged. And so design solutions that we're doing for clients really are extremely agile in nature. They align with the requirements of the client. There is continuous feedback that keeps happening and that keeps coming. That is where a lot of refinements keep happening. You know, So in, in that sense, I would say that uh, for us, the pod environment ensures that the solutions are feasible, uh, one, from the design perspective, and two, equally from the technical perspective, uh, which aligns with the product roadmap, and they're extremely feasible. And that is something that we definitely uh, love doing, and that is something that we practice on a day-to-day -day basis. So there's a lot of cross-functional learning that happens in these environments, and that is uh, the beauty of working onto these kind of uh, larger smaller engagements and that's where we can integrate a lot of or that is where we can acquire a lot of customers so i mean taking a cue from you know uh, your your answer that you just shared uh, you know cross functional teams and agile uh, you know my 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 next question actually comes from there although technology with rich features and design trends is essential to organizations 
the need to focus on the actual customer is at the core of their growth. In fact, regardless of the commodities, smartness, visual attractiveness, or robust characteristics, one of the key factors is always missing if human psychological facets are not produced. The question that I have for you there is, is the product one that a customer needs or will it be something innovative packaged with emerging technology and design trends? What are your views on this? So I think it's a very important question to really look at more from the customer's point of view, more from the product point of view. And as, as we say that it's very important to understand what is it that the client is really wanting, you know, uh, feature richness, trends, attractiveness are important to sell the product. You know, they're a part of the marketing gimmicks, I would say, or they're very important for the client at the later part, you know, but at the very core, the basic functionalities of the product are very important, you know, so that's why if you're designing, say, a, for example, a car, the car has to function first, you know, and then would come the later aesthetics in terms of the skin of the product. So it's a similar uh, thing when it comes to even digital products. So be it a product or a service, I think the product robustness uh, and the flawless functionality is extremely important. And that is where uh, we, we really need to look at things very critically. You know, so technological features and advancements are always going to be there, which are there to improve speed, there to improve efficiency. But that will be uh, the first and the foremost priority for the clients. And once those requirements are aligned, is where the client will then move to the next engagement, which is looking uh, looking at and building enhanced experiences uh, that will be uh, the differentiator for them in the market. You know, so overall customer experience, when it comes to uh, overall customer experience as a picture, I think we would definitely look at the needs first, which are basic in nature, and then move towards the innovations, uh, move towards packaging uh, the whole ecosystem as a more refined uh, technologically emerged product. And that is something that we definitely will have to keep uh, into consideration. Interesting. In fact, while you were talking about uh, how uh, we create these robust products, products that are loved, liked, and uh, you know, uh, customers become loyal to some of these products, you know, creating the soul of a solution is the most essential and hopefully the most fun task for any designer to undertake. Developing unique designs and solutions allows users to relate and resonate with their vibe or ethos. The question that I have for you, Anirudh, next is what are some of the ways designers can identify the personality of their solutions and use that as an advantage? to communicate with their users. So as you rightly said that, uh, can we identify personality for a solution? I think that's a very important uh, aspect to understand. You know? So as we uh, look at personas when, when we're designing uh, products and solutions, I think it's equally important for us to understand that what is the USP for the service or the solutioning part that we are really working on. You know, what are we designing? What are we really doing? And then go back two steps and say that what is the brand promise? You know, so what what is the customer going to expect from this particular product or service or this company at the end of the day? And is my design really matching that? You know, because at one point of time I'll be promising something through the design, 
on behalf of the company and are we really matching those expectations of customers uh, and how truthful is that design is something that we definitely need to look at and align our designs at those levels you know so it's very important that as you said that the soul of the solution you know that lies uh, into understanding that who are we designing for what are we designing and what is the brand promise at the end of the day so i think the core essence is extremely important of identifying all these aspects and then distilling it correctly and then delivering it through the exact communication in terms of the vocabulary that we use the languaging part and then aligning it with the end use customers and the end users and uh, ensuring that we all talk the same language for the target audience and precisely deliver that till the last details in fact anirudh very well said and taking a cue from what you just mentioned about brand promise the vocabulary you know reliability and validity are the hidden forces that shape the way we think as well as decide in design strategy there is a hidden tension between these factors that must be balanced productively the question that i have for you there is how can designers balance applying the principles of reliability and validity throughout the process of building strategy so when it comes to a typical product design or a typical mechanical uh, design we have heard this term called fail safe and fail safe so i think it's it's very interesting you know fail safe and safe fail are two diagonally opposite things of it uh, into traditional product design one gives us a sense of absolute robustness so if you say fail safe this is just never going to fail and it's extremely robust kind of thing it's reliable and that is something that we ensure when we say fail safe and that's a part of the strategy on the other side when we look at safe fail i think it uh, ensures that whatever has been designed is going to fail at some point of time but will fail safely and i think we as designers have to keep these two extreme tension points in a way in mind and then uh, build our solutions around it you know because at Uh, any point of time even if the design fails it's okay it may fail but let let us ensure that it fails in a safe manner and that is something uh, we as designers have to always keep uh, that aspect in mind so it ensures that the principles of reliability and you know validity both are equally balanced hey did you know globant was recognized as a 2020 worldwide leader by the IDC Marketscape this recognition highlights globant's work to drive a better experience for clients around the world again that's beautifully summarized i i loved that uh, connotation of fail safe and safe fail uh, very very beautifully put across in fact having been an entrepreneur in in, in past i could completely relate uh, to what you just mentioned and while we've been talking about um, all of this one of the other uh, touch points that i would like to uh, you know discuss about is the world of user experience design that you operate in in fact design is a crucial driver of business success and is the only way companies can stand out from the crowd the question that i have for you anirudh is how do designers ensure that they amplify the business value that design can have beyond the product and user experience 
So if you look at uh, design today, design is just not limited to only a product or service. You know, it uh, starts with your brand. It stands with your brand language, the brand promise that you do, and every single touch point that really the customer is going to get connected with. You know, it's it's sort of a complete service experience uh, that one would uh, be going through at multiple touch points. You know, so in a way, what we're designing is for every single touch point. Uh, and it has to work seamlessly like a concert, you know. So every single thing that you're doing has to sort of look and feel like an orchestrated experience and has to blend extremely well with each other. You know, so moving forward, design and designers have to keep this aspect in mind that, well, I'm a part of a much larger ecosystem and whatever I'm doing has to gel well into a system which may be designed by me or may not be designed by me and my company but should at the end of the day deliver something which a customer would experience as a great experience. You know, it could be a service or it could be a solution that has been a pointed solution for them. But that is something that will always be important moving forward. And uh, I think that's very, very important for us. Uh, it's going to be a life-changing experience moving forward uh, with all the design solutions that we're doing. So at the end of the day, we are somebody is investing into these designs and the approach that we take has to be sustainable, it has to be a long-term uh, thing, and ensure that whatever business uh, changes happen, you know, it, it fits into this jigsaw puzzle quite well. And at the end of the day, it, it is a profitable venture for somebody who is investing money and time uh, for these efforts. Absolutely, well said. In fact, Anirut, business is changing from a knowledge paradigm to transformational paradigm. They are using a design strategy to maximize market adoption and get critical mass that permits a leader position in the market. I would like to know how can designers create user experiences that deliver value in every touch point and how do they transmit the brand values during the experience? So as I said earlier also, you know, it is going to be a long uh, journey for every one of us uh, in terms of the service experiences or uh, brand experiences or user experiences that we create. So at the end of the day, these have to be really frictionless, uh, smooth solutions for the end users. They, the user does not really matter what is the underlying adoption of technology, how mature is your uh, system, how robust are the solutions that you're really uh, thought for them. But at the end of the day, they should function seamlessly. And that is where we'll have to really adopt to a lot of newer technologies going forward. We can't be really shy of them. Uh, newer things like artificial intelligence, machine learning are making a lot of uh, uh, impact. They're rather giving a lot of predictive insights in terms of how the users would be behaving with uh, the systems and making uh, meaningful suggestions for them, making their life more simpler. I think that is where we are completely moving uh, towards from a business point of view. Technology is enabling us. Technology is moving way fast and rapidly. It's changing. So I think it's, in a way, uh, sort of spoiling our customers, you know, for good. You know, and customers are wanting that wow effect in every single thing that they are touching, interacting with. And I think that is where uh, we'll have to... Uh, sort of emerge and lead towards you know so services are emotional journeys and we really need to craft an experiential story you know what is the experience that this brand or a service or this design 
is offering me and i think that's a peculiar style or emotional reaction that people will eventually have when they start interacting with us through these products so i think that's going to be a paradigm shift in a way absolutely in fact digital transformation is essential for every business to grow in today's time it locates transformation into the digital realm and after all businesses and customer bases are made up of people and it's only in the culture and behavior of an organization that true transformation can occur anirudh what is your view on this what is the role of design according to you in leveraging the opportunities of new technologies and their impact in a more innovative way in the future since you touched upon ai machine learning what's what's your thought process on this so as i said um, things are evolving very rapidly and business is all about people and making their life more simpler so technology change is extremely rapid and i've been talking about that quite often uh in this uh, discussion so when we look at technology there is a lot of augmented coding which is coming there is a lot of augmented design which is really evolving and we are also talking about uh, even augmented uh, getting deeply uh, re- uh, into the recruitment space into every single space that we talk about you know and that is where business is going to really be leveraging all the modern technologies you know so they are making a real deep impact into into the way business is moving there uh, there are business hacking studios as we uh, call at globend there are these newer technology studios that we are really working with so i think as designers we really just can't be shy of technology we have to embrace technology to its fullest extent you know beat understanding what is robotic process automation and what happens there is extremely crucial and important for us and we should rather leverage that and see that what are the ways we can simplify somebody's life you know how do we integrate few of these technological solutions be it a ai be it the augmented coding be it robotic process automation let me think through and you know bring those into a part of my offerings and solutions and say that okay if there are certain processes that were really mundane how can we move them to other technological solutions you know and make this redundant mundane work uh, for somebody uh, take over by these process automations that are already existing you know and that's where we as designers will have to precisely map these opportunities to multiple journeys and experiences that we keep mapping and say that well i as a designer see that these are opportunities where technology integration has to happen and these are the right touch points or these are the solution integration points where this embed embedding of things has to happen you know, that is my recommendation so i think it, it's more of a master slave relation you know so technology has to be a slave and we have to ride over that technology and you know be in a commanding position and use it to the fullest extent when it comes to these business solutions is what i feel so anirudh that brings us to my last question at avantika university we've coined the term designering a unique combination of design and engineering Do you think both of these concepts blend in your work, and could this philosophy help young designers achieve something exceptional? Yeah, I think design designering is a very unique approach and a term that you've coined. I, I completely feel it's very very interesting thing to happen. You know, you just can't be shying away uh, and saying that well, I am a designer or, or I am an engineer. 
but the way you just blended this you know it's, it's really interesting and i think as designers we always are used to blending a lot of things we are always into morphing things and you've morphed this term quite well and kudos to it it's a great thing to happen so if i look at it more from an industry standpoint of view i think uh, that is where uh, i would say that we are also looking at something that we call as full stack engineers or full stack designers you know and that's where it completely resonates what what you guys are trying to really work with so i think uh, design engineering uh, is the next thing going forward and i definitely see a great future in that great thank you so much anirudh for this lovely conversation it was truly inspiring and lots of learning for our listeners thank you again on behalf of all of us for joining us on our show it was pleasure rohit and uh, looking forward to more and more such in- interactions in the future thank you very much for having me on this show and hello everyone welcome to our new segment on ads podcast where we will be introducing a supporting design startup studio which will go on to speak with you across the entire month and as a part of the first organization uh, as a part of this series we are happy to be interacting today with samyadeep dev founder of tricycle brand solution welcome samyadeep to ads podcast thank you very much rohit it's a pleasure to be here with you super so samyadeep my first question what inspired you to start tricycle is there a story there absolutely uh, there cannot be any initiative like this without a story so the story is as such uh, you know i've been working in the consulting um, you know kind of space for quite some time now uh, 15 Uh, plus years actually to be precise and in course of my uh, you know professional career one found that uh, one was only interacting with so called established companies uh, they ten- tend to understand uh, brand building well they have set practices they have got set teams and that always prompted me that if uh, only we are taking care of established guys who would, who are who is taking care of the newer ones and that prompted me to actually start tricycle to take care of family owned businesses newer enterprise new entrepreneurs and take strategic brand building as a discipline to them so that they can make the most of the kind of uh, you know uh, options that are available to them and uh, we can create more value for their respective businesses and it's been a great journey a uh, full of learning full of uh, you know adventure if i may say so and uh, most importantly we have been able to create considerable amount of impact uh, you know through our engagements and that is the most satisfying aspect of our journey and we hope to be the preferred branding agency for new uh, for new age enterprise and contribute and contribute effectively uh, in their journey to becoming strong brands Well, wow, that's an interesting story there, Samyadeep. I mean, with with the entire startup ecosystem in India opening up, with family businesses becoming more professional, I think branding is an important area which is largely ignored. And with uh, partnering with organization like yours, it gives a lot of entrepreneurs uh, a new new opportunity to go out and innovate there. So that brings me to my next question, Samyadeep. Can you tell us about Tricycle Brand Solution? What exactly is it that you assist your customers with? Surely, Rohit. Uh, you know, as the name suggests, uh, you know, Tricycle is a very interesting name. I mean, it's part of our, you know, childhood. It's it's kind of draws nostalgia. We, you know, it's Tricycle happens to be your first vehicle, actually. You know, when you are as a kid out there to discover your world. So, uh. 
Tricycle is strategy oriented, design focused and communication integrated outfit, uh, which means that uh, we go about creating a strategic roadmap. Uh, we understand the business. We understand the goals that are important for an organization. Thereafter, we assume the role of a design agency and create a distinct interpretation of the brand for you. Uh, again, uh, to take care of the the day-to-day -day, uh, you know operations to ensure that there is consistency this all throughout and there is no dilution we also assume the role of a communications agency or an advertising agency and take care of your day-to-day -day communication so what essentially happens is strategy design and communication all come together to create a cohesive kind of an interpretation and which is consistent across touch points. And as a result of it, you get a, a, a very, um, you know, a well interpreted um, kind of an um, answer for the brand. And you go about creating consistent projection all throughout. And this is this is the need of the R to be able to uh, marry strategy to design and infuse technology as a result of it and and that's how we are probably add, adding value um, you know through our engagements wow samyadeep that is amazing in fact we completely believe in the power of uh, blending and and while we keep talking about designering which is blend of design and engineering uh, adding to it the entire element of business and then looking at the branding side of it is pretty unique this is an exciting start and for all our listeners, we will continue talking to Samyadeep in the coming weeks as well, where he will share with us about his customers, case studies, how has he gone and add value to them. We will be talking lots more with him. So stay tuned for all our episodes this month with Samyadeep Day from Tricycle Brand Solutions. Hey there, we hope you enjoyed our show. Do write to us on ads at the rate avantika.edu.in. We look forward to your opinions, feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show. Do tune in our channel next week on Wednesday for a new story on Hubhopper or wherever you get your podcast from. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.